Hey, everybody. Before we get into the podcast, I want to talk about a really exciting, awesome new sponsor of the show, my good friends Joe and Kyle over at Psychedelics Today, which is an amazing podcast providing uh, excellent information and education and uh, on harm reduction and psychedelic medicines. They have great guests on every week talking about these very, very important topics. So I highly recommend going to check that out. And uh, today we're going to talk with Kyle. He's joining me right now from Psychedelics Today about their new course, Navigating Psychedelics. And in my opinion, from what I've seen, it's, uh, it's really just a comprehensive uh, overview of getting started in psychedelics, what, you know, the kinds of questions that one might have, the kind of information. So it's a great resource, and I'm really, really super happy and excited to be promoting this. I think it's going to be really beneficial to a lot of people. So Kyle, thanks for joining me today to talk about uh, this amazing work that you and Joe have put together, uh, Psychedelics Today and Navigating Psychedelics. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me here. Yeah, so navigating psychedelics, uh, lessons on self care and integration. Uh, it's a pretty much a 101, 102 psychedelic course. Um, Joe and I put it together from like years of experience of working with these states and also really integrate a lot of our training in holotropic breathwork and our, our time studying that. So the course really just is a nice arc. Um, starts off with preparation, what are psychedelics, um, go over harm reduction techniques, testing, safety. Um, and then we get into what is the psychedelic experience. Um, and we kind of have this nice metaphor of, you know, um, a space expedition, right? So what's the preparation like? Um, what is that experience when you kind of get out there in the psychedelic realm? So we go over um, our, a framework that, that we like to use for understanding these experiences. Um, comes from Stan Groff, who is a um, pioneer in LSD research um, and uh, and transpersonal psychology. He's been studying this stuff for a long time. And then we, on the descent back down, we talk about self-care. How do, you, how do we take care of ourselves after an experience? And then the integration process. How are we moving our, these experiences or these insights forward into our daily lives so we can make some change? And so <clears throat> the course is jam-packed with material. We have 13 or 14 uh, master classes um, that include interviews, with experts that have been providing integration in the field of psychedelics. Um, and it comes with a bunch of great resources. Uh, we have a trip journal, an integration workbook, um, which actually you can get a physical copy on Amazon, but um, the, we have PDF downloads in the course. Um, we have some music playlists, uh, a, a brief little breathwork introduction, and tons of tools and, and techniques and interviews. It's really a jam-packed course. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's it's just so great to see you guys putting this together. I know that it can benefit so many people, and through your experience, um, you know, this is you're a student of of these uh, transpersonal uh, psychology and you know the holotropic breathwork practices and learning from Stan Groff. You know taking yours and Joe's experience as well as the the information and education that you've learned and, and are now sharing from others it's uh it's really awesome and uh yeah it's just it's so beneficial because there's so many questions out there and everybody's experiences are different and there's a lot of harms and there's a lot of dangers and there's a lot of what should we look for and what should we avoid and in my opinion it seems like you and Joe are right on the leading edge of providing the best updated most well vetted and um, 
educational resources out there. So yeah, I highly recommend people going to check this out. I'm going to have a link in the show notes that you can click on and it will take you directly there. Uh, If you want to go check out their website, it's Psychedelics Today. And like uh, Kyle was just saying, great introduction to what psychedelics are, to their background, um, to the preparation and safety uh, and reducing harm and having a nice, respectful journey in this process. Um, So Thank you, uh, for Kyle, for coming on and explaining that. Uh, any Anything else that people should know about the course or where to go or anything else that you want, would like to add? Yeah, Joe and I uh, like to say it's the course that we wish we had when we were younger, exploring um, non-ordinary states of consciousness. And so, um, yeah, it's just everything we've put together from our own personal experiences and also academic career. Um, you know, I did an undergrad in transpersonal psychology and really took a lot of time analyzing and studying these states of consciousness. Um, And also, yeah, I think, you know, one of the main goals that we like to emphasize about this course is to maximize the benefit and reduce the harm. So keeping people out of um, jail, out of hospitals, and hopefully really maximizing your potential if you are going to engage in this. So really taking a harm reduction approach here, and we really just want people to stay safe. Excellent. Yeah, this is an in- invaluable uh, resource, guys. And, you know, when working with uh, these medicines or, you know, when just enjoying them recreationally, there's a lot of things that can come up. And um, and these guys, in my opinion, have put together something truly amazing here, and I'm happy to share that with the Mycadelic crowd. So please go check that out, Psychedelics Today. I'll put the link in the uh, show notes. And um, yeah, and, and, and check out their podcast. And also, uh, if there's extra support that's needed, I know that uh, you guys offer that as well. So uh, thanks. Thanks again, Kyle, for sharing that. And, um, and yeah, and uh, look forward to uh, continuing on this journey and, and hopefully giving people the best uh, advantage that they can have when navigating this realm. So perfectly titled course, Navigating Psychedelics, uh, Lessons in Self-Care. Go check that out, guys. Uh, thank you so much again, Kyle and, and Joe, for putting this together. And thanks for coming on, Kyle, to, to talk about it. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're all doing well out there. Hope you're getting ready for a nice weekend ahead of you. I know I am. It's a nice Friday here in Denver, Colorado. Even though it just snowed, it uh, it's still nice shaping up. Anyway, I hope you guys don't mind that, that lengthy ad that I have at the beginning of the show. I put it there because I really believe in what these guys are doing. And I think that for people that listen to this show, if they're experimenting with psychedelics, uh, which I assume that you probably are if you're listening to this show, that those are some really good resources if you want to check that out. So, uh, you know, I, I, I did it kind of like an old school infomercial thing where like somebody just randomly stops by as you're shooting. Oh, hey. Oh, Kyle, thanks for stopping by. And sharing uh yeah this is great you know so i i i wanted i wanted them to 
to talk about their their program. So I hope you guys don't mind that, or I hope it's useful. I hope you enjoy it. Whatever. Thank you for uh, bearing with me through this podcast process of you know sponsors and promotions and all this stuff. It's not uh, it's not so easy doing this. I mean, uh, you know, back in the day when I when I used to have a studio when I was on uh, Gas Digital, and then prior to that when I was on um, Stand Up New York Labs in New York, it was great. Dave and I would show up, we'd sit down, we'd record a podcast, and we'd get the hell out of there. We didn't have to do any editing. We didn't have to post it. We didn't have to do anything. We just recorded and left. Uh, and then ever since I started Mikeadelic. Man, it's just a one-man band, you know? I'm just like dead mouse over here or whatever. I'm like doing doing this all myself and um yeah, it's 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 a little intense sometimes, you know, between booking people, like asking people to be on the podcast and then uh you know, recording and editing and fixing fucking little errors that happen because shit always comes up. There's a plot problem with the Flurgan snaug or the the flea flog is not working and they go in there and you have to correct it and put the thingamajig on that takes the noise out. It's just uh and I'm not I'm not competent in this stuff at all, guys. I mean, I constantly say on this show I'm a fucking moron, and <laughs> I really I really am. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of figuring it out as I go, and uh, just doing the best I can. Well, anyway, that's just you know just a way of saying that like thank you for bearing with me through the process. I know sometimes there's some things that maybe are annoying. Sometimes I do too long of an intro, whatever it is. Hey, just 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 message me and let me know too. Like if you're like, "Hey Mike, cut this shit out. This is this is ridiculous." Or, "Hey, this is fine. You know, we don't care or whatever." It's just good to know. It's good to hear feedback. Uh otherwise I feel like um you know, I don't know. You know, I just I I don't really know. So, um, yeah, let me know, like, what you, what do you guys like, what you don't like, what's good, what's not good, that kind of thing. Uh, but anyway, to make the show function, to, to make it grow, to have more people uh, paying attention to it, one of the best ways to do that is to leave uh, reviews, ratings, really. It's, I mean, there's, there's ratings and then there's reviews on Apple Podcasts. And you could simply just go to Apple Podcasts and just click the five stars or however many stars you want to click, whatever. It's up to you. I'm not forcing you. But uh, if you don't click five stars, I'll send someone to your house to break your legs. But seriously, though, if you want to, <laughs> no, voluntarily choose what you feel to do is right. But um, that's that's a good way of of just like when people are looking for shows that they type in like psychedelics or they type in liberty or they type some consciousness or whatever that hopefully mycadelic pops up in those search results and you know the way that the apple podcast algorithm is working is that like the more ratings and reviews that come in for a show it boosts it up into the the search results into the category rankings and you know nowadays like in the early days of podcasting when i first started in in 20 uh 2014 early 2014 you know it was like a lot of comedians there was a lot of um you know people just independently podcasting there still is but I think it's a lot harder now for the independent podcasters because, you know, you have NPR and you have like Gimlet Media and all these big, like all these big podcast networks and companies that are getting into podcasting. 
and it kind of drowns out the little guys that don't have the the resources and this and the support um you know but uh i i put my heart and soul into this show you know i put my heart and soul into this show this is the the number one thing that i care the most about in my life and um yeah i just uh uh, you know, there's 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 outside ways of of making things happen. You know, maybe p- potentially seeking partnerships or investments or things like that. I'm not necessarily there yet. Some small sponsorships, but the biggest way is just if you listen to this show and you like it, just share it. Just tell people about it. And and if you really want to help out and make a contribution, leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. The reviews are great because I like to hear what you guys have to say. I mean, it's just, it's amazing to read these reviews. And when other people look at the podcast and read the reviews, I mean, they get a sense of like, what is, what's going down here? Like, what is this all about? What are we talking about? What do we believe? What do we care about? And I say we, because like that, 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 that's how I, I envision the show. I don't care. I don't care. There's a lot of shows out there, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, we have millions of listeners and millions of downloads and millions of followers. Okay, cool. How many of those people are actually really actively engaged? Like how many of those people are really like passionate about what's going on and really invested in the show? And I feel that with you guys, like, that's why I say we, because it's like, a collaborative effort here. Seriously. I mean, this isn't one of these like gimmicky bullshit. Like it's not, you know, uh, it's not about red States and blue States. It's about the United States. It's not any of that bullshit. It's, it's the truth, man. I can't do this. And woman, I can't do this without, without you guys. So cool. I just want to read a couple of these reviews that people left because I mean, I like them. They make me feel good. And it lets me know that I'm doing a good job with the show. And like I said, it lets other people know what's going on here. Someone recently wrote a review on April 5th. They said, Mike, uh, expand your consciousness by Cambam10798. Mike has a wide array of guests on here with such interesting topics that need to be addressed at this time. Highly recommend this podcast for those seeking truth in an age of darkness. Ooh, that just, that, that makes me feel nice. I like that. Someone else wrote, yo, I, <laughs> thanks, Whispers79. Another review. What a long, strange trip. This show is insightful, real, introspective, honest, and fun. Mike is the real deal, being honest about where he's at and having other folks on the show that really have something to say. Guests run the gamut of the Psychonaut world, and he knows how to dig in and get to the heart of the matter. Give him a listen. Thanks, Zion7. Sums everything up. Mike is just able to convey the experience of life and everything that affects our day-to-day life and our existence as a whole in the clearest and human way possible. He gets what's going on. Well, thank you very much, Swag King 215 Then we have a very real, insightful podcast from Titties. I absolutely love listening to Mike's take on the world. I fully believe it has helped me grow into a more caring and thoughtful person. Keep spreading the good vibes, brother. Well, thank you. Hey, past guest Daniel Eisenman wrote a review, uh, Breaking Normal. I love Mike's relentless pursuit in breaking normal and bringing edutainment that is not easily found in modern day culture. Time for an upgrade anyways. So thanks for bringing it, Mike. Thank you very much, Daniel. Really appreciate that. And I hope to attend one of your tribe designs very soon. Uh, great show. Love listening. Keep it up. Try and get Kilindi 
I.E. on. He's a legend in hiding. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got to get that guy on the show. Uh, if I forget, please remind me. This guy, I, K- Kilindi I.E., I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he's like the guy that eats like 40 grams of mushrooms and, uh, you know, it talks about cool shit. So, hey, guys, thanks. Thanks so much for that. I mean, it's just I, I it, it warms my my cold little heart. It it energizes me. It gives me uh, strength to move forward. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Also, if you want to go a step further, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike Brank. You can donate a dollar a month, two dollars a month. Hey, listen, if every single person that listened to this show donated two dollars a month, I, 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 I would be like, I'd be, I'd be in a nice position for, for the show. And I, I have such like big aspirations and dreams for this, the show. And really what it comes down to is just the resources that, that are, that are at my disposal. You know, I mean, the, the ideas that I have run from like ranging, uh, range from, like doing, I did the live podcast recently, but I want to start doing more of those. And I had the idea of doing like a live, like psychedelic talk show, you know, like a fucking, like, like an actually funny, like Jimmy Fallon, psychedelic Liberty talk show and have guests come on there and like a panel and sit down and have comedians and a band. And I, like I want to make it like a really fucking cool event where people can come out, meet other like-minded people, hang out, have a good time. Definitely probably, you know, find some DMT or something <laughs> and you know, just I want to make it like really cool and enjoyable. So I have all of these <clears throat> you know, like these these visions, these dreams of like of doing something. I reached out to Graham Hancock recently. I, I I hope that he's going to be able to to be on the show. Uh, if if Graham, if you guys can like tweet or Facebook or Instagram Graham Hancock, just reminding him how dope the Mikeadelic podcast is and how he needs to be on it, that would be awesome. Uh, we've been emailing back and forth, but he's one of my heroes, as you know. He plays in the intro clip uh, there. Graham Hancock definitely one of my biggest inspirations and heroes. So I hope to have him on the show. He said that he's going to be in Denver in May. So hopefully we're going to get him on. And if you can help assist in making that happen, that would be awesome. Cause I want to get to the core. I want to get to the deep stuff. I want to know what's really going on and, and hear what he has to say. And I know he has a new book out too. Um, but anyway, I just, I have a lot of like really big visions for this show and, and, um, you know, I, I need all the, kind of support that I can get for this right now. I mean, I'm just, just a, I'm just a dude, you know, that's trying to make something. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's funny this, this world that we live in right now where it's like, you know, the old ways of doing things like still exist, but there's also this new way of doing stuff where we can come together to like build something and create something and, and spread it. Like, and I and I think that that exists with this show. I think you guys have shown that. You guys have demonstrated that already. So it's just like, what else can we do? How else can we bring this to the next level? All of you listening out there, it's like you're you're my like boardroom of creatives. Like, what ideas do you have? What do you want to see? What can we do? What can we build together? How can I help you? Can I do anything for you? Um, let me know. Let's collaborate. Let's work. If there's any artists out there, musicians, 
Like, let's, let's, I want to share your work. I want to get involved in what you're doing. Like message me, let's collaborate. Let's create stuff together. Let's all lift each other up. There's room for everybody. There's room for every single person. There's this, it's not, we don't live in this scarcity environment where it's like, oh, well, there's already like a, a, there's already a podcast that's happening. If you want to start a podcast, call me, I'll help you. Let's do it. Let's create your thing. Let's make your thing, whatever you want to do. If you're going through some shit, if you had a rough psychedelic trip, call me, talk to me, message me. Like, I want to be involved in what's going on out there. I want to lift people up that are doing cool, creative things. And like, let's, let's do this because in reality, it's all of us against this, not against, but like going moving sort of against the grain with this machine culture that has, you know, been established for a long time. You know, the New York Times, you know, NPR, whatever, these companies, they they have the money, they have the resources, they have the connections, they have the 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 setup and all this kind of stuff. But all of us independent creators out there, you know, there's something that's that's inside of us that wants to create. There's something inside of us that wants to give birth to something, that wants to see something in the world. So let's make it happen. Let's do it. Like, let's do it together, you know? Um, I'm not fucking around. I mean, I am fucking around. Life is fucking around. <laughs> let's fuck around together, man. All right. We got a great guest on the show today. Naraj Nayak, the renegade pharmacist. Fucking James Bond of holistic healing. This guy is great. I, I had an awesome conversation with Naraj. Um, he, uh, he's doing some amazing things and, you know, his story is incredible. I, I don't want to say too much because he, he reveals it in the show and it's really interesting what he says. But, um, yeah, like I said, he's known as the renegade pharmacist. He, uh, he's developed holistic techniques and breath work and he's, you know, really helping people out there. He's got a website that's really just really great. You got to go check that out. Uh, but yeah, he's been on like Forbes, CNN, The Guardian, Huffington Post, and now Mikeadelic. And um, he talks about he has a company called Soma Breath, which is a breathwork school and community where he goes over the benefits and the science behind breathwork and leads people in breathwork. Um, he's a, a holistic healer. He has a natural supplements um, that you can get at the renegadepharmacist.com and he talks about all these things. His story is amazing. Uh, his, his story is really, really amazing. He's also involved in, in music and entertainment as well. He's, uh, he's a really cool guy and he's really doing some great things. And, and really, he's, like, um, he's one of my favorite kinds of people because he's the kind of person who, like me, like made a transformation was living in this kind of like standard typical life where he like followed the path, went to school, got the degree, did like what his parents wanted him to do, whatever, like plugged into the system, was like, okay, cool, I'm here, I'm making money. But then it was just, there was something that was going on. And you know, Joseph Campbell talks about this as being like a crisis that happens in a person's life. And that you know, working through that crisis, that's the call of like the shaman. That's the call of the healer. And if you can move through that, that resistance and that crisis in your life and come out on the other side, then you can deliver a gift to the community. And I believe that is what Naraj is doing. So without further ado, let's hop into this conversation. Oh, 
First, I got to say, decriminalize Denver. Decriminalize Denver, guys. Decriminalize psilocybin mushrooms in the city and county of Denver. I've been helping these guys do some stuff. Uh, went to a meeting the other night, Libertarians and Decriminalize Denver, the Libertarian Party, and it was fucking inspiring, okay? Like, these people, you know, coming in contact with veterans who are fighting for their rights to, you know, because they they served their country. They went over, you know, this this guy spoke, uh, I forgot his name, but he's head of the Libertarian chapter, the Libertarian Party. He was talking about, he spent time in Afghanistan. He's like, listen, this drug war is fucking bullshit, okay? Do you think, you know, Afghanistan's one of the largest producers of, of, of opium in the world, of the poppy plant, opium, and the opium production comes from there. Do you think there's any coincidence that we've been in Afghanistan for 20 years and that we're in a, an opioid epidemic right now? No, <laughs> there's not. Okay. So, you know, these guys, they're, they're, they've been there. They've been to hell and back. They've, they've seen shit. They've, they've been affected by it. And they're trying to reveal the truth. They're trying to fight for liberty, fight for what's right. And it's just, it's so fucking inspiring to see um, these amazing people, you know, working around the clock to try and push the, the push freedom forward to make nature free again. And it's just, a, it's really inspiring to be around these people. And so the vote's going down in Denver on May 7th to de decriminalize psilocybin mushrooms. And it's just, a, it's a restoration of liberty. You know, it's giving freedom and power back to the people, the freedom to choose to make your own choices about what you put inside of your body because no one, no authority figure, nobody outside of yourself should tell you as a sovereign adult what you can and cannot consume or how you can and cannot alter your own consciousness. That is the biggest violation of an individual's rights. It is slavery. It's not freedom. And uh, these people are fighting for that. And I'm glad to be around them and a part of it and helping do what I can to push this forward. So if when you see things posted, I'm, I'm putting a video up soon, share it, uh, tag people in it, decriminalizedenver.org. Check them out on their Facebook. Also give a shout out to Veterans for Natural Rights as well. And of course, the Libertarian Party of Denver So uh, and Denver Psychedelic Club too. These guys are doing amazing work and um, just be on the lookout for that because even if you're not in Denver, you can share this stuff. You can talk about it. This is a movement. This is happening. People are putting things into action and this is, this is really manifesting here. So I'm really excited about this kind of stuff. And uh, if you guys are believing in the idea ideas of, of liberty and, and cognitive liberty and the power of psychedelics, support this stuff. Just share it. Talk about it. You know, Get involved. You can even donate to Decriminalize Denver, too. Um, there's a lot of volunteers that work, including myself. But uh, um, yeah, that's just, it's just awesome. Anyway, really long intro. Fuck me. I can't, I can't be concise. I just can't be concise. I'm so sorry. Let's get into this conversation. I won't say any more about Naraj. He's a great guy. I had a great time talking with him. Hope you guys enjoy this conversation. I love each and every single one of you to infinity and beyond. And Godspeed and uh, Vala Morgulis and uh, winter is coming. Psychedelics are illegal, not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window, Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve...
opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Is Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. Thanks for, for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, and uh, thanks for, you know, being the one to take charge and break free from the pharmaceutical matrix to uh, to share the wise, um, healthy, holistic, um, natural medicines, as you say on your website, to discover your inner pharmacy. Uh, how, uh, how wonderful that is to have someone like you pop out into the world to, to mm-hmm. share this with other people. And, and I'd love to know, uh, tell me a little bit about your journey, your story, what, what it was like for you, what kind of things you saw going on that made you question or, you know, what it was like to be in that environment and then what led to your kind of like awakening moment. Sure, I'd love to. Okay, Great. so I actually was a community pharmacist. So several years ago, um, back in 2004, qualified as a community pharmacist and this was literally my eye-opening moment into the state of the healthcare profession in in the UK which is actually a reflection of the pharmaceutical um, influence in the whole world healthcare in the whole world Uh, so literally I was just shocked at how many people were going away with like shopping bags full of drugs every single day all kinds of things um, and I just felt helpless as a pharmacist I felt incredibly um, concerned and helpless because we have to follow strict protocols that are given to us we can't go out of those, those protocols otherwise you get into trouble and the protocols are basically uh, mostly focused on uh, first-line treatment of drugs and medicine so uh, the actual um, lifestyle stuff uh, that actually is where where the, I mean, we'll go go into that more the lifestyle stuff which creates your environment and that environment um, which creates your well-being uh, is kind of ignored um, right, it's yeah. changing it's definitely been changing uh, over the years but still it's just a factory of popping pills um, as we know and you know the if you, I'm, I'm in America at the moment, and you just turn on the TV, um, which I try and avoid as much as possible. But you're just bombarded by ads of drugs, making it seem that these miracle pills are the cure-all for everything. And, um, and you know, people are just brainwashed into believing that a, a little pill, a synthetic chemical, is going to save their lives. Um, it's quite the opposite, actually. So... I was really, really um, depressed as a pharmacist. Really felt like a lack of self-worth, self-purpose. Um, 
And I turned to hedonism as my way out. Right. Um, every weekend, just getting many, trashed. many do right because yeah. they don't know yeah. what else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Coping and mechanisms. Actually, actually, several times the doctor did recommend that I take some um, antidepressants, but I just, uh, I didn't. You know, obviously, I know what they do to you, so I'd rather take the illegal variety of of um, ways of getting high uh, rather than the the, synth- the the prescriptions. Oh, wow. So um, as, as a community pharmacist and, you know, knowing what the antidepressants do, you were you had kind of a, a schism that was created within you then, I guess, yeah. right? Because you're like, oh, my God, I, I'm giving this to people, but I don't want to take it myself. Was that the feeling? Oh, of course. Oh, course. my God. I mean, yeah. there is a lot of pharmacists, I'm sure, who self-medicate as well. You know, they have access to all these pills. Um, but I just really wasn't um, interested in doing anything with with uh, prescription meds. Just right. just knowing what they do to you and seeing the effects, you know, on the patients. And I was just very depressed and disillusioned. Right. However, right. The, what happened was, um, so my one of my best friends, he's a psychiatrist actually. He um, at the time he was also pretty down and disillusioned with with his place as a doctor in the UK. And he pretty much dragged me kicking and screaming to a Tony Robbins event, mm. <laughs> which was, this was like back in 2007 or something. And um, it was the first time uh, that I actually had anyone uh, talk like rationally about diet and nutrition and how that can affect your, your health. And it was like a huge light bulb went off in my brain. Actually, we don't have any training as, at all in pharmacy on on the effect of food on your health. That's, that's completely that, ignored. That's, that's right. Yes, yes. I, yeah. I was amazed to find that out because it seems so obvious to me. But uh, are you familiar with uh, Kelly Brogan? Mm, no. She no. was uh, she was mentioning something like this as well. She's a psychologist that that decided to also go rogue, and um, and she was talking about this that throughout your entire schooling. This is never really talked about too much, nutrition and health, right? Yes, very true. Amazing, like, not man. at all. Like, it's, I mean, doctors may touch on it a bit, but pharmacists, absolutely not. Mm. So, um, anyway, like, I put my skepticism down. Like, Tony Robbins is, he is genius. He's amazing what he does. And he definitely motivated me, like, beyond belief to do something about my life. And then I had this great information about, you know, the fact of the diet and nutrition. But actually, at that point, he was talking a lot about acid alkaline balance and all this stuff, which over time I've now realized is it's not really um, accurate as a diet plan. Okay. It's not something that I recommend. It's, it's, it's actually more simple than, than that. Oh, okay. What you need to do. I just have one rule. Just don't eat things made in a factory. Eat what you love. Eat less. Have smaller portions. You know, you don't need to have three fat meals a day. Um, and just don't eat things made in a factory. Right. So what I realized, I was working in um, um, a pharmacy that had a supermarket opposite. And what I realized was so many people after talking to them uh, were just eating uh, processed foods all day long. And it was incredible how few people actually knew how to make their own food. Yeah. And they're in a rush or a hurry. And uh, so they would just basically reach for the, the microwave meals, right? So what I did was I just made an analogy 
to them. I said, like, you're, you are like a super efficient um, bio engine. And, you know, what, what happens if you put in your own car? Imagine you're like, you're like a car engine. What would, you, what would happen if you put diesel into your petrol engine? And then they'll be like, oh, well, you know, I've done that before. It, like, chugs along. You know, it might need a mechanic to fix it. And I'm like, well, you've been doing that. You know, you've been putting the wrong fuel into your body. You've been putting in, um, you know, and I'll, be, I'll go through their diet that they had that day and explain to them why this is a wrong fuel for their type of body. And actually, this got me more down the path of Ayurveda. The Ayurveda actually gives you great recommendations on your diet based on <clears throat> your phenotype, so how you look, um, how you present, right. and also yeah. your mind. Uh that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm a little yeah. familiar with Arvid. I think I'm a kapha. Is there something? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can you the, explain uh, that a little bit? What that is? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can tell a lot about somebody, um, what their diet should be, uh, what their uh, tendency for illnesses are, um, and what the right prescription would be for their lifestyle, based on a series of questions that determines their energy type so their dosha this is known as your dosha type and in the do the doshas in 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 the vedic uh philosophy is um uh, vata which is air right pitta which is fire and kapha which is earth so people who are more kapha dominant um so you can be more dominant predominant in one of these en energy types or you can be a mixture so people who are more kapha dominant um tend to be a bit stockier build yep they they can <laughs> eat they if they eat like, especially like heavy foods like oily foods fatty foods they t have a tendency to put on weight mm -hmm. more easily um they tend to uh think slower like they but they they they're very wise like they they know they retain a lot of knowledge their memories tend to be very good but they well that's definitely true about me yeah <laughs> yeah they make decisions they make decisions a lot slower right, right. uh yes. they, they mold things over they also have a problem with um they're very family oriented people they love being around family like they're family oriented but See, this is the thing. So certain dosha types have a, they have a, um, an opposite as well based on stress. So you're, you under stress will behave, react differently to somebody who's more vata dominant. So kapha dominant people under stress can um, have a tendency to like sulk and go into corners and isolate themselves and become lonely. Yeah. Um, and bottle up emotions. Pitta people under stress can become very fiery, like angry, dominant, and take charge. Vata people can get into panic and fear and anxiety and like snap, make rash decisions, do crazy spontaneous things that you shouldn't do uh, that negatively impacts them. So, Vata people, air types are very fast thinking. They're uh, very high energy. They, they, energy just moves through them very quick. That means that their memory is not also very good for short-term uh, retaining of facts. They, they, they tend to pick up, sorry, long-term. They, they pick up things very quickly. 
but they forget things very quickly. Mm. Um, Pitta people are like the entrepreneurs, the leaders. They're the, they're the ones who love to um, be the alpha, alpha people in the room. And they, they take charge, take lead. They're like the warriors. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Kafir people are like the wise, like family people, like, you know, they're majestic when they're in their full power. But then they can become like sloths in, when they're not in their full, when they're under a lot of stress, they can become a bit lazy and sulk and be a bit gloomy and eat a lot for, to get comfort. Right, um, yeah. I don't know if any of these re- resonate with you. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And Vata people um, are very quick. They're very creative, very fast. Um, but because of that, they also have a problem with like being stable and they don't like too much change. They're, they're, they're better off in like more stable, grounded environments because the idea is that you balance the doshas. So if you're more Vata dominant, you want to have a, a bit more of a kapha um, element to your life. You know, a bit more fire as well can help you ground and balance the energy out. Um, and you have to be able to manage your stress because that's where the doshas come out. Uh, wow. And that's where all the lifestyle things that I recommend through what I do now. Is yeah, thanks for explaining that, Naraj. Thank you. Doshas. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that. That was great. Yeah, and you can actually like almost like be really good and intuitive with people when you understand the patterns and the rules uh, that they've laid out in the Ayurvedic system, you can actually have a conversation with someone and like within two minutes, you'll know so much about them because you know about this, the, the, the doshas and, and how that relates to the personality. So it's a good thing to learn, actually. It's a good, good skill to learn um, if you want to. It's, it's in, it makes interesting conversations at parties. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so Ayurveda became my passion. I got very much into that. And what I did was I started to write shopping lists for people based on their, their um, dosha types, their um, health conditions and things like that. Now, Naraj, and, Naraj um, can I ask yeah. you a, a question before we go into that yeah. real quick? Uh, you're from the UK, right? Yeah. And yeah. Are, are you of Indian lineage descent? That's right. Right. Yes. Okay. So, but you were a little bit, because uh, Ayurveda is, um, is Indian, right? Yes, that's right. Were you kind of disconnected from that and then you kind of rediscovered that or went yeah. back to that? Yeah. Oh, totally. Like most Indians living in the UK of our generation and my, my parents' generation are very disconnected from their culture. Okay, so you, you know? went you went back to your culture, back to your yeah, roots. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like and in India, like even in India, like I know I'm more in tune with my own culture than a lot of my cousins in India, they become so westernized, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm, mm. You know, like they're almost like they're rejecting their own culture in favor of the American way of life, and they're getting sick, they're getting depressed, they're, getting, they're drinking like insane amounts of booze, which they never used to do, and then getting diabetes like in their 30s and 40s. You know, it's like, right. it's just all wrong. It's like all gone like, horribly wrong. Yeah, People I, getting so trashed. Yes. I don't believe I, how much people drink in those... Oh countries. my God. And it's alcohol is such poison too. And, and it's something yeah. that we promote and everything. And yeah, I was telling you before how I spent time living in the Peruvian Amazon with, uh, with shamans and, and healers yeah. down there. And even, even them, they're the, you know, they're, uh, they were telling me that like a lot of the kids growing up, they want the, the Western culture. They're attracted to the cell, the iPhones and the pop culture yes. and all that stuff because, 
in my opinion, it's it's like it's shiny, it's new on the surface level. It looks uh, it looks cool and, and yeah. you know, but it's shallow ultimately, and it ca- it has all these unintended harms and consequences that come with it, right? Oh, big time, big yeah, time. yeah, it's horrible. But things are changing, man. Yes, yes, they are. Finding more of a, we're definitely the internet and podcasts and things like this are giving people more awareness, and people just are generally fed up with feeling like shit, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and so you got caught up in this whole machine and you're working as this pharmacist, but then you went back to your roots. You discovered this stuff. Yeah. So then what was your you started writing little shopping lists, you said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had great results of just getting people off medications, especially like blood pressure medications, statins, or statins which are really, really bad for your health. Um you you have actually have a Fifty percent more risk after taking statins after a year of taking statins of getting diabetes. Okay. And actually, we are manufacturing diabetes right now by giving people statins. If you look, stat- diabetes is one of the biggest problems we have now, and it goes hand in hand with um, the use of statins for lowering cholesterol. And you know, like the brain is majority cholesterol, right? Actually, right. the cell membrane, the real brain of a cell, is the membrane, and that is primarily cholesterol made of cholesterol so if you strip off the cholesterol from the diet uh well sorry from the production from the liver um using statins then what happens boom you're gonna get degenerative brain diseases and other issues of depression muscle weakness autoimmune conditions and that's literally what's going on we're we're manufacturing disease by giving people statins it's it's shocking I think a lot of, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people, myself included, that listen to this show kind of know something's up. You know, I stay away Mm. from, I don't even take Advil, you know, I stay away from everything. And, uh, you know, I kind of understand preventative is is better than just, you know, putting a band aid on a bullet wound. And then, you know, what you're explaining here is, is what I see happening all over the place. Even people that I know in my mm. family, they're taking one medication. Oh, but now they have cluster headaches, so they got to take another medication. Oh, but now they have something yes. else going on, so they have to take another medication, right? Yes, exactly. And that's how it works. Imagine putting yourself in the marketing department of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world, and your job is to increase the bottom line. What are you going to do? You're not going to cure people, are you? You're going to want to make a customer for life, so they're dependent on your drugs. And then you're going to want to find a way for them to take more drugs. So manufacturing side effects and diseases is going to be on your agenda. And that's exactly what's going on. Is, um, the, is this the main yeah. corruption and evil that you see in the pharmaceutical industry? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think this is uh, the black magic, man, of the ancient alchemists who were using the power of magic, which is like, Right. Turning one thing into another with a magical effect. Yes. Um, this has been going on for ages. And, you know, this black magic has been prevalent in many different areas of business. And, um, and basically, you making drugs that make invoke a change in a body uh, where there is now side effects and then no real treatment of causes. One of the most horrible things you can do to someone but they're doing it on a scale that is like incredible like it's unbelievable how it's been allowed to carry on now there's more awareness but the drug companies have so much power they lobby the governments they 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 have all the the marketing budget to be able to put adverts on tv you know during prime time they sponsor does that happen in the uk too the uk is a little bit more um 
controlled controlled of the the way it's advertised that then you're not really allowed to advertise drugs like you do in america you know right. but it's done through a very clever system called the national health service the nhs mm. where now you're dictated to by the government your treatment you don't have any choice you have to follow their their prescribed protocols set out by nice and there is um, <laughs> nice. a great article <laughs> yeah Jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly uh, there was actually an article that the head director of NICE, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he basically wrote and said that, that the, most of the, so the way that you get a drug onto the market is by randomized placebo controlled trials, right? So, um, controlled trials, uh, the whole point of it is to find out whether a drug is um, safe to go onto the market and whether it shows better efficacy than placebos so that there is actually a, a, a therapeutic use of that drug. Now, the head of NICE actually wrote a whole debate and an article and said that uh, most of the clinical trials are flawed, deeply flawed. And a lot of the data that is published is, is actually just not at all valid and shouldn't be used actually he came out recently and, and did a whole thing on it right and okay, well. um yeah 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 he and it's true if you look at the way studies are, uh, and data is presented like statins for example okay let's let's just go let's just talk about that for a, a second sure um is so basically statins are one of the biggest drugs on the market trillion dollar business right now the whole idea of cholesterol uh, causing heart disease comes from an older study by Ansel Keys. Ansel Keys was given money by the government to show the link between um, uh, heart disease rates and saturated fat consumption and to somehow show a mechanism of what's going on there that causes heart disease. Mm -hmm. So what he did, this is the, the classic thing in in creating a study towards your agenda is cherry picking data. Right. Okay. So what he did was he actually firstly took 14 countries and um, I think he took more than that. And he, and he tried to show a correlation between saturated fat consumption. So the more saturated fat you eat, the more uh, risk of heart disease. And he actually found no correlation. So he took seven countries that did show a correlation and he cherry picked the data. And the entire um, statin industry is based upon this one study from Ansel Keys done many, many years ago, which is completely flawed and very easy to debunk. Right, but it serves okay. their purpose of putting forward the things that they want to put forward, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no evidence at all that, heart, uh, that high cholesterol causes heart disease. There's no real conclusive study. There never has been. And um, so then all the later studies was to show that statins, once they sowed and brainwashed the idea that high cholesterol caused by eating too much saturated fat, um, it causes heart disease. Once they sowed that into the, the, the minds of the medical community, the next step was to show that statins lowers cholesterol and then prevents heart disease. 
And all of those studies are very, very flawed. I've done a whole um, presentation on this. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I go into all the ins and outs of um, why, why that is. There's a doctor, Malcolm Kendrick, uh, who wrote a book as well, The Cholesterol Con. Mm-hmm. Great cholesterol. I think that's what it's called. Um, and it's a really good book. He shows, he's a doctor and he talks all about this. Um, but basically, in a nutshell, you can, using clever stats and um, enough money, money and lobbying, you can get a, a, a drug onto the market that is very unsafe, leads to side effects, and really doesn't do what it says on the box. And that should not be allowed. It's just terrible that that, that, is, that exists. So actually, you can see why I got very, very, very depressed. But I was getting amazing results getting people off the drug, uh, off the foods that were causing the stress you know, in the body. Mm-hmm. And this actually led me into wondering, like, figuring out what is it? Why is this? What's the mechanism? What's, what is it about certain foods? And then the big aha moments came when I actually... So what happened was I got promoted to the head office of Walmart, which is... Um, they own the biggest supermarket chain in the UK. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved my healthy shopping list service idea. So I was working on it. Six months into it, they basically decided to shelve it because it was too renegade. Oh, you were trying to get it implemented where you were? You would have gone out onto their website. It would have helped millions of people. Right, right. But the, pro- the premise of it was the don't eat processed foods, right? For the biggest, the biggest um, um, profit margins come from their processed foods, so it wouldn't wouldn't been very good mm. for their business right, to, right. for this to go up. There was one director who was really behind it, but then he left, and then that left me with the rest of the management team who really didn't. They just thought this idea was crazy. Um, you know, telling people not to eat processed foods if they have diabetes. It's not good for business. Right, yeah. You're Especially telling people, when my, hey, don't yeah. go to the, the rest of the, the store and buy anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so anyway, so that got shut. And then I got so depressed. I just, I just hated my life. I just was like, and I hated the world. I lost all faith in God, like cut myself off spiritually from any kind of uh, connection to a higher self, a higher purpose. Right. And yeah. boom, phew, like a lightning bolt uh, striking me, I ended up getting a, a chronic illness called ulcerative colitis, an autoimmune condition. I was housebound for a year, mm. shitting blood 40 times a day. Oh my God. And yeah, and I was ready to give it all up. And then what happened was I got given a choice by the doctor. I said, you can either have your colon removed, right? Or you can become a guinea pig for a drug that hasn't been tested yet. Uh, I'm like, fuck, you know, I was like, this is, what have I done to deserve this? You know? And I went really, really inward and introspective and, and I cried out for help internally. And they say God stands for gift of desperation. Mm. And I was in the most desperate moment and suddenly, um, came to the rescue, a now very close friend of our family, Swami Ambedkananda who um, is a yoga teacher. She runs one of the top yoga schools in the UK mm-hmm. called Traditional Yoga. Um, she said to me, you have a gift. If you can cure yourself of this, uh, and you've helped a lot of people in the past with 
health issues, you can cure yourself. Um, you'll be an amazing role model to other people with your science background, a pharmacist, you know, with your energy and passion. So it, it yeah, changed you, my perception of my condition. Right. Yeah. You know, um, just going back mm. to when I was in Peru living with the healers and, and reading about shamanism and things, they talk yeah. about this as being the birth of a healer, the birth of a, yeah. of a shaman, of a healer is someone who has undergone, uh, under, underwent their own crisis and trauma and, and healed themselves yes. and worked themselves out. Wow. That's it. So that happened to you. So it happened. And within, so she taught me the basic foundation of Ayurveda, um, yoga, pranayama, and um, yeah, that, that, they're, the, they're the three major things in order to heal myself. So I followed along. I uh, went really deep into pranayama and music. Music therapy was a very big part. I'm a music producer. That's right. It's my yeah. big passion. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you used to be involved in, in going to, to concerts and, and, and music festivals and, and having that experience. And that's a, very, yeah. that's a very important experience, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was an amazing, um, like, uh, my, my child, like my youth when I was, a, in my ni- when I was at university was amazing. I, I was living the dream. I was... I never thought I'd ever be a pharmacist, but I mean, that's a whole nother story in itself. But yeah. I ended up going back into music. Music became like a big passion. Music that was therapeutic, not like this crazy, shitty chart music that's around at the moment, but right. music that's actually got a purpose, like spiritually um, awakens you. Um, yeah, they, they say the that there's a, there's a certain kind yeah. of like, I, I don't know what it is, BPM, or there's like a certain frequency that's that's good for you for, for certain music that's kind of healing versus other ones that are not so good. Right. Yeah. I've actually like, um, like what I do now with, um, Soma, which we'll talk about. Sure. Um, I'm all about rhythm and using the right rhythm with music, 60 BPM, 120 BPM, which is a harmonic of 60. They're like really good tempos to, to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, so what happened was, I cured myself and I created a therapeutic music business uh, using brainwave music technology and, and I combined it with breathing techniques and with the pranayama and I just made basically meditation fun with um, this technology called tripnoral. What happened was that led me to um, basically making music for some of the top therapists in the world. And I went on this crazy journey, started to meet all these people with superpowers like Wim Hof. Right, I ended yes. up making, making all the music for the Wim Hof method. Oh, awesome. Um, he became a good friend of mine. We, we did a few events together. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I had, um, yeah, I had Bart Pronk on the show, who's uh, like uh, one of Wim's guys. And, oh, uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I have yet to be, go to an event, but I, I bought his uh, online course a while back and, and started the breathing yeah. stuff. So it was great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but the friend, yeah. So, so yeah, so I um went on this amazing journey and got more and more into this combining breath work with with sound and music, and then I came up with uh, soma, um, because soma, it's actually a legend that's talked about in the Rig Veda about fifty thousand times. Right, yes. and soma is this. Uh, if you imagine the Rig Veda is the world's oldest religious manuscript, mm-hmm. Soma is um, 
this psychedelic ritual that the rishis did. So imagine back in that time period, it was like the Garden of Eden. People lived for very long periods of time. They lived in harmony with nature, far fewer people on the planet. And they were reveling in psychedelics. And the ritual was called Soma, and they would use this to um, reach like divine connection with the gods and the spirit world. Mm-hmm. And through that, they divine all the sacred knowledge that goes into the origins of, of religion and civilization. However, according to the legend, the Soma starts to run out as the Rishis start to explore different parts of the world. And this is the problem because they're so hooked on Soma for their bliss that everyone freaks out. And this is when God Indra orders everyone to go inwards to discover how to create the soma within. And we create, we all, all produce the same chemicals that is in plants and psychedelic plants already. We already create them. Mm-hmm. And that's when they, they realize that actually we have every single substance in nature already within. We just don't know. We we're not given the manual on how to unlock it and tap into this inner pharmacy. So this then becomes the origin of Tantra. And Tantra and yoga, Pranayama, Ayurveda, they all come from the same origin of people trying to get as high as humanly possible um, without taking anything. Right. And that's basically the origin story of yoga and Tantra and all these things that I'm very deep into. So, so that became, so in the, if you imagine then, they, they became these Soma uh, tribes who used to go around spreading uh, wisdom and building civilization. So these Soma tribes were the origins of like these, you know, these world's first religions and civilizations that you see now spread all over the world. Right. And you'll see that there's a psychedelic origin to most practices, religious practices and traditions. Yeah, if, you go, if you go deep enough, you'll see even Christianity um, and the Dead Sea, Scroll, the Dead sea Scrolls, um, the one, there was a, a whole team that went to translate them. And there's a great, um, if you look up John Allegro, mm-hmm. he talks all about how Jesus was probably a mushroom cult. Right, yes. They used to revel in psychedelic mushrooms. And then the shamans have, from um, Siberia, using the red and white toadstool, the Amanita mascarina, mm-hmm. which is also um, hypothesized as the original Soma. Um, if you look at how they dress, they look like Santa Claus, right? Right, they, yeah. um, the flying reindeer story of Santa Claus is because the Siberian shamans would drink the urine of reindeers who appear like they're flying oh because God. they're completely high on the mushrooms because they love mushrooms. They love the Amanita magic mushrooms. So they would find the reindeers who look like they're flying and then they'll drink their piss because that um, purifies the metabolites in the right concentration so it's not toxic. And they would then enter into the spirit world and share their gifts with their tribe. So, like, all of the, the stories of Christianity, like, the, especially the Santa Claus story, um, is remarkably similar to the Siberian shamans. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's amazing. And, and you hear these stories all over the world and, you know, yeah. and, and it's, and it's these origins, you know, and the, the, you talk about like, think about the Greeks with the Eleusinian mysteries and the, the Kaikion that they were drinking there. And then, 
you know, then you have uh, Christianity and organized religion that comes in and sacks the city and and ruins everything because they say, no, you got to come come on to our side. You got to get rid of this stuff. We can't have people realizing that they have everything that they need already. You know, yeah. we got we to force them to have the things that we have. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So what um, then interests me was, um, well, it's a bit loud. Uh, what interested me was actually, how do we create the Soma within? And that really got me deep into Pranayama, like learning about Pranayama, because Pranayama, which is a school of breathing techniques um, from yoga, Tantra. Um, basically, Prana means energy, Yama means control. Prana, Yama is energy control. So they realized, the Rishis realized that what we, um, the one thing that we uh, have conscious control over, but also runs on autopilot, is the breath, breathing, right? right? So with that fact, we can, if we know how, use the breath to control the autonomic nervous system, mm-hmm. okay? Now, we have been fooled by drug companies, by the medical establishment, by scientists in general, that we have no control over autonomic nervous system, which is, a, which is a lie, or it's an ignorance to the fact that actually we can consciously control the autonomic nervous system using the breath and the mind. Now, what I mean by autonomic nervous system, this is all of the functions that run on autopilot um, that we take for granted, actually. like So your digestive system, your immune system, your temperature, um, those things are even your heart rate, all these things we just take for granted and your blood pressure, all of these things, uh, if we're told that we can't control it and the only way to control it through devices, machines and drugs means that you can create a whole industry around influencing your physiological state, uh, and you have to pay lots of money for them to, sh- to give you the power to do that. Right, the, yeah, the, creating the mechanism. A, a dependency, yeah. yeah. A dependency. However, I can lower someone's blood pressure in five minutes by just telling them, teaching them a, a simple breathing technique. I can unblock someone's nose, right, okay, who's had a congestion for many years and has used every single decongestion on this planet and is addicted to, you know, like... um pills that, that are supposedly meant to clear congestion, I can unblock someone's nose in five minutes, right, or less. Mm. You know, I can show people how to make their own natural steroids, anti-inflammatories, without taking steroids, which have incredible amounts of side effects, just with breathing techniques. I can even show people how to wake up stem cells um, in the body to help rejuvenate, uh, repair, heal, um, damage tissues, organs, cells in the body, and to just have like an anti-aging effect just through breathing techniques. So actually, when you know how to breathe in the right way and you know how to uh, do these these techniques, which are very simple, actually, you don't need um, a lot of dogma to, to uh, and a religion behind it, which has ha- unfortunately happened in the spiritual right. world is the religion and dogma has got hold of it. And shrouded a lot of these things in mystery is actually very simple so 
you don't need, it's not like rocket science. And I can show people very quickly how to take control over their health again, um, just by understanding the breath in this relationship with the body. Yeah, it's amazing. There's so many great people that are doing uh, amazing things. And one that comes to my mind is uh, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who I read his book uh, many years ago when I was in uh, Vietnam. I was traveling around in Vietnam. And I remember yeah. reading his book, The Biology of Belief. And I, yes. and, and I thought, my God, I was like this. Wow. It's about bringing a point of attention and a focus and an energy to these places, to the influencing the, the cells. Are, are you familiar with his work? Of course, he's amazing. Yeah. He's yeah, I love him. Yeah, so that's kind of what you're talking about too, right? Is 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 yes with breath work and with these practices of of bringing attention and bringing energy to 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 heal to heal yourself. Right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. And Bruce Lipton's um, biology of belief, really good book. I recommend is it's all about perception of your environment. So I really um, my my whole um, system that I, I now share with people for healing is all about creating the right environment to heal. Yeah, because so important. Yeah. It's your you become your environment. Your, your mind is actually your environment. So right. if you're in a stressful, uh, hostile environment, you will become that and right. it will affect you and you'll go into defense mode. And he does this great study where he puts a cell in two different environments. There's an environment where there are stressors in the environment. The cell goes into defense mode and doesn't thrive. Puts the cell in a different environment where it's uh, safe and the cell perceives um, uh, safety rather than uh, stress. And the cell thrives. So it shows that actually the brain, the cell has its own natural innate intelligence and it can sense danger. And it's the same thing with, with our, every, every cell in our body. And actually the soma, soma means body in Greek. One body, one mind, one consciousness. And it's the understanding that everything is um, connected mm -hmm. by a single source of energy. And actually, uh, the Einstein equation actually got rewritten by one of Einstein's own students. And this is what the, the foundational be uh, basis of uh, quantum sciences and Advaita philosophy, which actually is the uh, the the philosophy of of, of the Vedic uh, uh, philosophy, um, which is uh, a duality. So everything's connected. Energy is matter. So when you understand this, then you really understand energy and and how your relationship with the world is energetic and how your vibe attracts your tribe. You know, right, so right. I'm very careful now about the the types of people I, I bring into my environment, and I'm also very careful about my own vibe. Like you know, I work every day on maintaining the highest vibe possible. Yeah, you got to you got to work on it, right? Yes, yeah. you have to work on it. Yeah. So that that means you need to have the right lifestyle. You shouldn't be. You've got to eat the right foods. Certain things will really destroy your vibe, like alcohol. You know. Um, so eating processed factory-based foods that has very low energy to it, which is like dead food, dead matter, basically, um, is going to turn you into that. You become what you eat. So I'm very careful about eating living, high-vibe foods, uh, feeling as good as possible. I do practices that is all about feeling good. Um, I love the sauna. 
and like love like com- combining it with um uh going to ice water or cold plunge oh yeah i love and um, obviously the the music makes you more high vibe if you have the right music i'm very creative i like i like doing at least one thing that's creative every day um to keep that vibe up so i'm not just being like a robot right and and just getting and doing cool shit like this like sharing value man like giving out great value to people man that keeps your vibe high and if oh, you keep yeah. your vibe high it's really hard to get sick and depressed you know yeah you kind of really create high. like a high vibe force field or something that you, yeah. you create and you're so right about you know you're talking about you know before how you're like you don't really watch the news and things like that too and just making sure that you stay at, uh you know people certain people coming into your life and the environment you know not just the the food that we eat but also the the things that we watch and we absorb and we consume mentally or the people that we talk to right that that's a huge part of it too yeah totally yeah it's like it's like watching like fox news or cnn all day is like the equivalent of eating mcdonald's for your brain yeah i know and like it's very very clear like my dad um i I hate to use an example but he's very depressed and he he lost his job um in his 50s he's a very kappa type and tendency to sulk and go into a corner and become lonely and isolate himself and when he lost his job in his 50s, he got made redundant. He was very high-flying position. Then he lost it, and he could never get a job again. So he went into debt, and he became depressed. And he just used to watch the TV constantly. And the shit he used to watch was either the news or just negative stuff, you know, like just low-vibe TV shows. And you see him. He just progressively, from when he got depressed, he got cancer. Then he um, now he's got like a form of rare form of Parkinson's and it's just slowly degenerating. I call him like the Indian Homer Simpson because that's how he even looks. You know, he's become like Homer, Homer Simpson. Yeah. It, brown. And you weren't able to kind of reach him. <laughs> yeah, it was very hard. It was because I, I, I wasn't in the in the area, you know, I'd moved away. And, um, I had to move away because it's such a negative environment for me. And I actually urge people to not stick around you know you got to take care of yourself and if you're always around trying to save someone and be in that that in energy of negativity all the time you're going to get sick it's going to rub off on you right and um sometimes it's better to to leave set a good example and then come back like my dad's definitely changed a lot it was a bit too late but he's changed a lot in the way he he looks at the world um, since I've gone away and become who I am. Otherwise, I would have just become as depressed as him. Right, and yeah. And gone yeah. down that path myself. And, I, you know, I was at one point very, very sick with that illness, but I had to move away from, from all that negativity. Even my mum and dad, they, they argue a lot. They're not, they're not in a very happy marriage. And, you know, that, all that hostile energy, it rubs off on you. So I wasn't getting better staying yeah. at my parents' house. I had to leave. Mm. And, um, and the best thing I did was to go and stay with a friend and, and I just started to do the music, man. The music changed everything. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I can relate to that. You know, my parents too, same way. Mm. And my, my father's on, uh, he's been on antidepressants for a little while and then mm. he was getting more headaches from them or he was, something was happening. So he had to take something else. And I, you know, I try to do what I can do by just kind of, t- you know, telling them what I know or making suggestions, but 
sometimes it's hard to penetrate those years and years of conditioning and brainwashing that they, Big time. you know, even what you were saying about cholesterol, you know, they just think, oh no, you got to have, you got to keep the cholesterol in there because it causes, you know, heart disease and all this stuff. And then, you know, exactly. gotta, and it's hard to penetrate that. So really, Very you know, hard. I, I'm happy that you're on the show today explaining this stuff because I, I have a fairly younger audience, so it's, it could be more, pre, you know, preventative now. Yes. Uh, you know? Yeah. And, um, so that led me to developing a, my own like rituals and says, you know, that would give people a very easy way to change their environment and the internal environment as well as the external environment. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's why I call now SOMA. Right. SOMA is, is the method that I, I, um, practice and preach and share with the world. And, um, it's basically based on the pranayama uh, techniques that healed myself, and they're like five primary like breathing techniques. So if you master those, you can you can do a lot of awesome stuff with your own physiology. And I spent time in Rishikesh with a doctor who actually heals patients with um, pranayama and yoga techniques, um, and he has better results than the medications. And I actually stayed with him, and um, we went really deep. And he taught me all of the ancient Himalayan uh, yoga techniques and gave me all the science behind it. And it just, it was very um, aligned with what I already was practicing. And it just gave me the confirmation that we we're on the right path. So Soma is now my offering, which is the, uh, it's the new, it's the yoga that um, was forgotten. So we have like now a yoga industrial complex. Yeah, we do. Okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is like, oh man, I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is the manufacturing of yoga that is wrong, um, actually, in its in its core. Yeah, like pow so yoga, power yoga and stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, actually, like I don't know about power yoga so much, but there's a lot of other styles that now are out there, which actually um, is is wrong from its core because it's based on the wrong principles of what yoga was. Yoga was and is a primarily an anaerobic exercise. It's meant to be anaerobic. What does anaerobic mean? It means in the absence of oxygen. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, most yoga, you'll see, you go from one pose to the next very quickly, like a flow, vinyasa flow, you, you probably heard of. Yes. This is the common way of doing yoga that we all know. And um, actually, it's, that's an aerobic exercise. So I'll just talk to you a little bit about the science so you understand. So if you contract a muscle, like let's say you, you, you contract your bicep, okay? Now, if you keep that contraction to the point of exhaustion, the, what happens is by contracting, you cut off any blood flow to that muscle. So you are minimizing the oxygen, uh, nutrient flow to the muscle. So the muscle's forced to use up all of the oxygen and uh, uh, resources that it has stored in it, okay? That's known as anaerobic exercise. It's when you contract the point of exhaustion, so you're exercising without any further blood flow going there, that is anaerobic, okay? Mm. Now, what that means, what that does when you do that, you lower the oxygen in the muscle for a little bit. It triggers this thing called intermittent hypoxia. 
create this hypoxic state triggers a stress response, a positive stress response. And the muscle is forced to adapt, to grow back stronger, fitter, healthier. Because it, what it does is it prepares itself for um, uh, going into an environment that has less than normal oxygen. So it builds up its reserves. Right. Okay. Now, if, however, you just keep doing, like if you do normal dumbbells, okay, if you just do dumbbells where you're moving up and down, okay, or if you, if you jog, if you're running, okay, or walking even, that's aerobic exercise because your muscles are constantly moving, they're contracting and relaxing, so you're always getting blood flow to the muscle, okay? Now, that's like riding a bike with stabilizers, okay? If you want to get really good at riding a bike, you've got to take the stabilizers off. Mm -hmm. And that's why you need to do anaerobic exercise, okay? Right. And that's what yoga is meant to do. You're meant to... In the, in the sutras, if you look at the translations, the idea of yoga is that you hold each pose uh, as though you have to hold it forever. You may have heard people talk about, oh, yoga, the point of yoga is to prepare you for meditation. But yoga is a meditation. Okay, mm -hmm. so if you hold a yoga pose, okay, to the point of exhaustion, right, you're constantly holding in a state of contraction cutting off the oxygen supply, and if you add on the next element, which is kumbhaka, which is breath retention, where you slow the breathing down and hold your breath, okay, you, you, you employ a certain rhythm of breathing that actually stimulates the vagus nerve, and then you hold your breath, you also stop the oxygen flow, that muscle. That whole formula is the perfect formula for becoming fitter and healthier, okay? Because what happens is that it makes your mitochondria in your cell, the energy pack of your cell, um, more efficient. Okay? Because it's basically, if you imagine the mitochondria is like a furnace. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's like a, a fire. Okay? And just like a normal fire, it needs some ingredients for it to burn. You need air, oxygen, and fuel. So instead of coal inside your mitochondria, you have sugar, glucose. Okay? Now, when you, um, if you have too much oxygen, just like a normal fire, too much air actually can make the fire burn too bright. And just look at Californian wildfires, right? right All those yeah. winds, right? Now, if there's too little oxygen, then the fire doesn't burn at all. If there's a wrong source of fuel, then the energy doesn't get produced efficiently. So, to become healthy and strong and and resilient to stress, you want to have super efficient mitochondria. It requires the least amount of oxygen to burn because too much oxygen actually leads to, as I said, too much fire, okay, too much pitta as well. And it basically can lead to free radical damage and mutations and de degeneration of the DNA and the cell. Mm. So too much fire, too much oxygen actually leads to stress which leads to early onset of disease. Now, that means that if you over-breathe, if you're breathing too much, if you're getting the oxygen in too fast, okay, and Dr. Buteko did a lot of studies on this, um, you actually can cause damage and stress in the body. Now, you can even do this. You can try this yourself. If you hyperventilate, okay, breathe in lots of oxygen and breathe out all the carbon dioxide, you start to go into panic, a bit of panic. 
Okay, you create something called respiratory alkalosis. So actually, a lot of us, when we're stressed, even emotionally stressed, we start to hyperventilate. We start to breathe much faster than normal because your body perceives a threat, a danger. So it kicks in the uh, sympathetic nervous system, fight and flight mode, um, and this triggers you to produce more energy in the body, more fire, even though you don't really need it because physically you're not going to do anything. Right. Like in the olden days, when you were in the jungle, you were surrounded by lions and tigers and bears. And actually, that, that mechanism, the sympathetic response, the fight and flight response, was very useful to quickly defend or run away. Right. However, now we're in concrete jungles, and the lions and tigers and bears are surrounded by a boss, um, deadlines. Yeah. Maybe a relationship's not working. And you can't really run away from your job. Well, some people do, but you can't just leg it, you know, when your boss is like bullying you or stressing you out and you can't really attack him, even though you might deep down want to like do something, right? Oh, right, yeah. And he says the wrong word, you want to like bash him over the head. But, you know, you can't do that. You just don't do that. So we're constantly wallowing in a sea of stress hormones, breathing too much, getting too much fire in the body. And this is why people are getting disease. So this is why. I'm so careful now about the environment because if we can minimize the amount of triggers that you have in the environment that makes you feel like you're stressed, and if we can breathe correctly and if we can control our breath and use the right uh, practices like yoga done the right way, we call soma yoga, and the breath work, right, the soma breath techniques, we will have a, a lifestyle, which a routine, which will actually make you super efficient using oxygen. So you need to breathe less. And if you breathe less, you live longer. I mean, look at, look at animals in nature that um, breathe very fast, okay, like rodents. They live far shorter lifespans than the ones that breathe very slow, like elephants. Mm -hmm. okay? So there is a correlation you'll see in nature. And humans are the same. We, we can breathe very fast or we can breathe very slow. We can consciously control our rate of breath. Right. Yeah. Well, th there's this, uh, you know, I think a common kind of unconscious thought that's prevailing in, in the world and in, in Western society um, is that somehow we're separated and that we're above, you know, nature's this thing that's like outside and then there's us and like what we build yeah. and create or whatever. But really, uh, you know, we are nature, right? So yes. what are we doing? Like we should be acting yeah. as if we, you know, mimicking nature and, and acting in harmony totally. with, our, with our environment, yeah. right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You so, got it. You got it. Yeah. And, and wow, it's just amazing, you know, where you've come from and what you've done and the experiences that you've had, all these things combined with your, your own transformation, which I think is really the, one of the most powerful things is you, you healed yourself. You came out of this with these tools and that makes it so much yeah. stronger. So now you have this system, Soma, and, and uh, tell us a little bit more about what that looks like and where people can go. I, I know there's uh, somabreath.com. I think you have uh, retreats and events that you do, workshops, and also some online material as well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So um, we actually have a really comprehensive system, and we all recommend you to start with somabreath.com. We're actually rolling out the yoga very soon. But at the moment, we're just teaching that at the retreats. 
But online, we have um, an amazing webinar that you can do for free at somanbreath.com, which teaches you all about the science of your breath, how it relates to um, your autonomic nervous system, how you can do some fun things like raise your heart rate, lower your heart rate, look like a ninja um, in minutes, and also um, then how to create these like high and vibe, high high vibe states using uh, breathwork and music. So we have like um, this the soma awakening uh, techniques, which are designed and they're based on this um, one one breathing technique. Well, it's two actually: the rhythmic breathing, which is a foundation of yoga, mm-hmm. and um, kumbhaka, which is breath retention. It's like holding breath beyond the comfort zone. And we show how a combination of that can actually incredibly enhance your physiology and um, dilate your blood vessels, lower blood pressure, increase blood flow to your brain, awaken the dormant parts of the brain, and um, even help prevent diseases and wake up stem cells to initiate healing in the body. We have this protocol called uh, 21-Day Awakening Protocol, and the people who do it, they have just the most incredible transformations. It's like mind-boggling. So, yeah, that's yeah. where we recommend people start with that. We also run retreats um, in Thailand at the moment and also in Spain. We're going to be doing stuff in California. Oh, we already have an event coming up in California. And um, Oh, great. When's that? It's on the 30th of March, but it's, it's sold out now, I think. Oh, okay. Um, unfortunately, but we're going to do a lot more. Well, that's good in America because <laughs> I feel like America's crying out for this stuff. Yeah, yeah, there is this. I mean, I I just see it, you know, and I experienced it myself, and and you did too with with your story that you shared. It's like, you know, I experienced having a deep disconnection from the work that I was doing. I was in advertising and I just didn't like what we were doing and what I was doing. Even though I was making money, I just felt like it, it wasn't aligned with my my what I believed in and I didn't feel healthy. It didn't feel like mm. there was a fit. So this disconnection mm. from from meaningful work and from a community and tribe, as you put it, and you yeah. know, like all of this kind of stuff that just gets built on and built on disconnection from the natural world, you know, all of these super important things that are right there in front of us, you know, if we just have the right people to kind of wake us up and tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, remember, there's there's another way. You know, I think that's what you're what you're doing here and it, it's it's amazing it. it's about creating community man yeah and surrounding yourself with high vibe people that's right it's yeah. exactly what same is about yeah and so uh, on your website uh the renegade pharmacist too you also talk a little bit about some supplements now I, I i don't necessarily take any supplements right now although i was taking a probiotic and i felt like that was doing something for me um mm. but I, yeah maybe you could talk a little bit about uh colostrum and i hope i said that right yeah. colostrum and i'm interested to to learn about that and and i'm sure people are too because i'm not too familiar with it so the um ayurvedic doctors so ayurveda is the system of healing and, and medicine and from India, ancient India. And um, in there, the, the physicians um, observed the cows produce two types of milk. The first milk, which is called colostrum, bovine colostrum, and then the normal milk that we, we know of today. And this first milk they observed uh, allows the cow, the calf, to 
be able to digest normal food. Uh, up until that point, it can't digest normal food. Like it, it's if it doesn't get enough colostrum, actually the calf can't. It doesn't live very long. Okay. Now, the same thing in humans. We all we the first food we we consume is called colostrum. Okay, and it's full of antibodies, immunofactors, immunoglobulins, plethora of vitamins, minerals. It's like the perfect food. And it gives you your first digestive system. And that digestive system is the, where the gut microbiome is um, primarily. And your immune system resides from there as well, your immunity. So by looking after your gut, you basically can change your life. Okay? The, the environment of your gut is a reflection, actually, of your, your outer environment as well. And actually, a lot of stress, when we feel it, a sense in the, in the environment, it infects us in the gut. And you'll feel it. And you'll tense up and you'll feel like when you're in the wrong place, you'll feel it in the gut, the gut instinct. That's right. So, yes, yes, yes. I've, I've heard that. And yeah. that's where that comes from, that gut feeling. Yeah. Uh, I've mm. heard people refer to the gut as the second brain. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So I believe that the whole autonomic nervous system is your brain. Like every single cell in your body is a brain. So, you know, there's ways to wake that up as well and be more in tune with the soma, which is your the whole body. Um, so anyway, so what happened was um, they realized that actually the cow's colostrum, bovine colostrum, has the perfect translation into humans. So humans who are suffering from issues of the gut and immune issues, digestive issues, uh, leaky gut, these kinds of issues, um, could be treated by taking bovine colostrum. Mm. So now, since these ancient times, there's been thousands of studies done on colostrum, bovine colostrum. The athletes um, suffer a lot from this. Like leaky gut issues is very common in professional athletes. And actually, the, the sports coaches and uh, the doctors who look after athletes, they usually use colostrum as the way to treat it. Okay. So I discovered all this um, in my research, trying to cure myself of the colitis. And, um, I, I just gave it a go and it was incredible. It was like the final missing piece mm. to the jigsaw puzzle. Like I was very good with the managing the stress and all of that, but the gut was destroyed and that takes, can take a bit of time to repair. You know, I had a very hedonistic past, right. drank too much, you know, ate the wrong foods. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. As a pharmacist. <laughs> so I had a lot of this leaky gut issues and. The colostrum is the final thing that resolved all those problems. So I recommend people, they use our protocol uh, for leaky gut, which combines the breathing techniques with um, colostrum and probiotics. And the transformations are incredible. I've helped so many people with um, autoimmune issues and gut-related issues. Yeah, now I'm curious. Um, uh, my brother suffers from uh, IB, IBS, and I'm, I'm wondering, how, it, it, do you know anything about that? Is that tied into this as well, or, or where does that come from, or is that its, its yeah. own separate thing? IBS is, again, in my opinion, psychosomatic. Oh, wow. So any, okay. anything that doc the doctors say, oh, we, they just give it like a syndrome, almost all of those things, conditions, are um, psychosomatic, like where there's no known cause. That, causes a mixture of things in your environment as we were talking about right okay. so a lot of the reasons people get ibs is um that they 
are in an environment where they they are getting triggered. You know, they they may be getting they may have a bad relationship. They may be um, getting bullied at work. They may hate their job. They may be under stress from bills. They may be suffering from anxiety, you know, of impending danger in, you know, in the future. Um, so yeah. I would have to look at what is going on in his life um, before um, uh, I was able to recommend anything. But the colostrum does really help people with IBS as well. Okay, great. Yeah. And do you do uh, one-on-one work like that as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're signed to the Open Lab now. We have the health coaching service on the renegadepharmacist.com site. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm very happy to help anyone who has these issues. We have trained um, uh, health coaches as well. Well, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I, I've got a lot out of this conversation, Naraj. You just have a wealth of information and knowledge. Yeah, and it's it's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I thank you for being being here today and sharing this stuff. And uh, fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to doing this myself because you know it's always I'm always open to to learn new ways and and what you've shared has been uh, been very inspiring and um you know i think there's a lot of people out there and maybe some of them have good intentions and they're doing you know they have their own things and 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 you know who knows whatever but uh but from what you've shared with me today and and from what i've seen and and heard it seems like this is a very comprehensive uh protocol here that you have yeah 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 the results speak themselves you can see the amazing testimonials we've got the feedback you know, it's a great success rate. And then you can also look at the SOMA um, site as well, and you'll see so many people changing their, um, their whole life because they're vibing higher, they're breathing properly, and they're attracting the right tribe, you know, the community, which yeah. is actually my real mission here is I live on an island called Kopangan. Oh, cool. I've been there, yeah. A, nice. Oh, we have such a high vibe um, community there. Yeah, it's beautiful um, there. It's so beautiful. So. You know, it's like I'm trying to bring now that vibe over to areas where it could do with more of that vibe. So that's why I'm in L.A. right now and I'm like working with some amazing people here, spreading the, the Soma vibe. And um, yeah, man, keep rocking. Yeah, keep rock, keep on rocking in the free world. Yeah, um, yeah. That's awesome. And so I'm, I'm curious to know and then I'll, I'll let you go. I, I just... Uh, you know, all this stuff is, is wonderful. What is, what is your typical day for you look like when you wake up in the morning and how you go about your day and the practices you do and things like that? What, yeah. what, what does that look like for you? Well, it really depends on where I am. Like, um, I'll give you my typical day uh, when I'm not traveling around like a nutbag um, <laughs> in Kaipangan, which is more, more so I'm, 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 you know, in, I'm not traveling around. It's just recently I've been doing a lot more. So it takes you off your schedule a bit, but in a in a normal day to day routine, I would um, get up. Um, you know, I, I definitely I, I call this thing called cuddle and hustle. Me and my girlfriend, so we we spend a lot of time in the morning actually just cuddling each other and and having some fun, you know, because it's the best way to start the day. In my yeah, opinion. oh, definitely. And then then it, then it gets down to the hustle. So we call it cuddle and hustle. She's a very successful entrepreneur as well but what happens is then we usually do a bit of a practice a rich ritual which is um a bit of ecstatic dancing um using neurobics techniques which is dance techniques that wakes up both sides of your brain 
Then we go into chanting with orms, then go into the breathing techniques, and then yoga. Usually takes about an hour, and then we're like pretty like set for getting stuff done. And I then will then have that's when I would I'd make like a an amazing smoothie called the Renegade smoothie, which is based on cacao and maca. You can check that the recipe on my site. Nice. I also sometimes add colostrum to it. Um, if I've got it in stock. Um, yeah, those are great things right there, cacao and maca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're my foundations for the breakfast with coconut, water, a um, bit of ghee as well. Ghee is really good for the gut, grounds you. I'm a very vata energy, so it helps ground the, the system. And um, and then I'll get on with the day. And um, I, because I, when I'm in Thailand, I, my life revolves around like yoga fitness and dancing right so um i'm a dj as well and i run like these ecstatic dance parties so there's almost every day where i'm moving and dancing to music there's very rarely that day goes past and i'm not doing that that's that's like what we want to do all the time right i (laughs) mean anybody that doesn't like dancing and you know is just kind of strange like you don't like music you don't like that's what human beings have been doing for you know, before the dawn of civilization, when we were just living in hunter-gatherer tribes. I mean, gathering around the fire, dancing, ecstatic, drum, exactly. chanting, right? Exactly. Yeah. That, so that's what we're doing, is bringing back those old cultures, getting people off the couch and back into their bodies, man. You know? So that's what it's about. Well, about. You, you guys heard it here first, okay? Naraj says, get rid of your couch, throw it out, put it on the street. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, it's great. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed this conversation, Naraj. Thank you so much for just being who you are and, and, and sharing this with the world, coming through, coming out on the other side, you know, because it's, yeah, it's, it could be tough. We've all been to those, those tough places, and, and it sounds like you were in a really tough one. And to come out the other side and to share this now with, with the world is, uh, is, is what a true, a true healer is. So, yeah, man. You know, I, I commend you. My hat's off to you. And I, I really appreciate people like you who are delivering this amazing value and content to people using technology. Man, we have, we have the most incredible life right now at our fingertips. You know, technology is incredible. It allows us to uh, push of a button, share knowledge and ideas with millions of people across the world, you know. And we need to embrace this and use it in the right way and and start having gratitude. Gratitude is the fundamental thing, the foundation of bliss and happiness is gratitude. And that's a daily practice. We must all be very grateful for the fact that we can record podcasts, share information, content, use mobile phones, you know, to communicate with people and, and bounce ideas. And we need to harness these tools and technologies and use them for like enhancing our life and the lives of others rather than just Instagram pictures and of, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 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 It's just, we're the little nodes of consciousness all over the world who are trying to just shine our little lights out of the darkness. And hopefully when we can, mm. you know, when we can come together, you know, find the others, find your tribe, vibe with your tribe, as you say, you know, then, yeah. uh, then we can really, we can really make the world a better place. And, uh, and, and what's better than that, you know, cause it's just more exactly. enjoyable for everyone. Right. That's right. That's Happy, right. healthier. Excellent. Naraj. Yeah. Thanks man. So much. This, <laughs> is, this has been great. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to, uh, to, to tra- check out some of this stuff and I highly encourage other people to go. Soma breath.com. 
go there, check out Naraj's stuff, uh, therenegadepharmacist.com, anywhere else uh, where people should go and, and, and follow your work and get, get involved, Naraj? Um, that's the two main sites, therenegadepharmacist.com and somabreath.com. You can sign up for the free webinar on the front page. And that's, that's, that's really my main resources. And, and everything you need to know is on there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, Naraj, I, I look forward to maybe, uh, you know, being, getting to meet you in person and, and coming to you know, maybe a workshop yeah, or something. I, I think that would be really wonderful. So, yeah, if you're ever in Denver or wherever, let me know. Stay in touch and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Ah, thank you, man. Much, much honor. And you will be one of the first people to know for sure. Excellent. <laughs> when we're in your area. Great. Awesome. awesome. All right, everyone. That'll do it for this episode of Mike Adelic. Thank you for listening. Take care. Peace. Peace. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Hope you guys like these podcasts and enjoy them. And if you do, please spread the podcast, share it, tell a neighbor, tell a coworker, tell a friend, tell a cat, tell a mouse, tell a dog, tell an ant, tell a firefly, tell whoever you tell, share it, spread it, like it all that good stuff. If you if you really love the show, you want to go a step further, you really want to help us out, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts um, and go to patreon.com, patreon slash Mike Brank and um, patreon.com slash Mike Brank and you can donate as little as a dollar a month, two dollars a month, whatever you want. Help support the show that way as well. But remember, I love you guys no matter what you do. I just love that you tune in and you enjoy these podcasts. Message me. I like hearing feedback. Get in touch with me on Instagram, Mike Adelic Podcast, Mike Brank on Facebook as well. And um, thanks to our sponsors, Synchro and Hemp Bombs. If you want a discount on keto, genic, and plant-based nutrition products, go to Synchro and type in the code uh, Mike Adelic at checkout to get 20% off. And they have amazing ketogenic chocolate fudge called Keto Mana that I have all the time because it's has like no sugar and carbs in it so it's great and um and it's delicious and if you want cbd uh go to hempbombs.com and get 15 percent off all your cbd needs i guess and uh just enter the code mike15 at checkout but thank you once again to everybody thanks to danny barnett and galaxia for the music the intro and the outro i love you all peace